Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. You got James Johnson here and Heather Andrews and Coach Dave. And today we have a very special guest for you. His name is Sean Gross, and I'll be introducing him to you here in just a second. Remember, at Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful, we're always trying to bring to you more information about how to make your life more healthy, wealthy, and grateful. And I was thinking about I was in a class this morning in a breakout session and I was thinking about how I'm, I'm a very, very outdoorsy person and, and love my surfing, love my skiing and anything that's outdoors defies gravity is absolutely perfect for me. Yet in this last year, it's been so very difficult to, to even get outdoors. And, and then all along comes this guy this morning. They say that the teacher always appears when the student is ready. So along comes this guy this morning, I'm sitting in class and he starts talking about his specialty. And so I'm gonna introduce him. His name is Sean Gross and I'm gonna have him tell us a little bit about himself and what it is he does. Hey, well, thanks for having me on this morning. Um... Yeah, kind of spontaneous little conversation leads to a stage. It's pretty fun. Um, but uh, in my short time here on the planet, uh, I, I wear many hats. I'm a naturalist. I'm a science teacher, wilderness survival instructor. I'm a tracker. I'm a conservationist. I teach kids green STEM education. And um, I recently certified um, the first international green school in the state of Michigan through the Eco Schools USA program. That's my wife's school. So you can kind of tell that I spend a lot of time um, being outdoors, thinking about the outdoors. And most importantly, um, where I'm coming from is how we can mentor our children to be outdoors. Right now, um, Incarcerated inmates spend two hours outside every day. My child spends less than 50 minutes in his school district. And it's a trend that leads throughout our country. Uh, I was just recently talking to my uh, optometrist. I got some new sexy specs here. So I'm, I'm uh, kicking it right now. But when I was asking him about how, um, what's the amount of time our kids need to be outside for optimal health of their eyes and their development of their eyes. He said three to four hours a day, wow. just for, just for your eyes. So I'm like, wow. Then I went and I did a little deep dive and I said, well, how many hours are kids just spending in front of the television? 1200 hours a year. That's not even talking about the phones and the tablets and any other distraction that they can actually double that time. I, I caught my son doing this the other day. He was watching a TV show and he was gaming, right? So that's increasing the amount of screen time our children are getting. So, you know, I, I know my kids are good, but it's up to me as the parent, first and foremost, to help them navigate this and secondly, to be their mentor. And that's where I come in. I'm a nature connection specialist. I help mentor parents and caregivers on how to, like I said, decrease the screen time and increase the green time for our children and their optimal health, wealth, and happiness for the rest of their lives. Because the stage is set right now between the time that they can walk and get outdoors to the time they graduate high school, we have to be there for them to help them navigate 
this thing that we call the social dilemma, right? The, 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 all this stuff that's going online. And, and we've, we've heard that a lot of it isn't very, uh, very conducive for a healthy life. So Sean, this obviously being a gardener is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And we know as a clinical researcher that 80% of COVID patients are vitamin D deficient. So uh -huh. how much time do you need to be outside to get your daily dose of vitamin D? For my studies, Heather, it's about 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes without sunscreen. Right. So don't lather your kid up and tell them to go outside, it's not gonna work. So um, have them go out. It, I mean, right now in Michigan, we've got a bunch of snow. It's, it's really cold right now. And um, so I just have my kids, we'll go out on the front porch or our front yard and just look at the sun. I mean, it's low in the sky, so it's pretty, pretty safe. They're not staring directly into it, but they're trying to expose their face right. or if they wanna pull up their sleeves or whatever. Uh, recently we've been doing this, uh, thing called a, a 60 second, um, foot bath. So we take off our shoes and socks and we run in the snow and we run around and, and just get a little invigoration in between their online classes. We dry off and get them on, on their class because it's just a way to switch gears. I mean, if you can walk on fire, you can walk on snow. I mean, it's no big deal. Right. But it, but it's fun. They love it just to yeah. get them outside and change gears. Absolutely. Yep. And I've been doing research on an article um, called Last Girl in the Woods to talk about my experience during COVID, where I spent a lot of time in the woods because it was a little bit of a sanity saver for me because we couldn't go anywhere. And because I was worried about my frontline healthcare husband um, being exposed with limited PPD, meaning masks and protection devices at the hospital. And one of the things that was shocking to me is as much time as I was spending in the woods behind my house in a neighborhood, and while I would occasionally see a child on a bike in the cul-de-sac, I saw no kids in my, my little tiny forest. And it was so concerning to me because my mother would have banned me from coming inside, yeah. <laughs> especially in the summertime. But now it just seems like, you know, regardless of where you are in the country, and I've traveled for many years for my job, it's rare you see a child, even in their own front yard. Mm -hmm. That's true. I, I, can, I can remember, um, you know, my social media was, I would go down my block and look where all the bikes were piled, and that <laughs> signaled me where the gathering was. That's exactly right. That's exactly it, wasn't, right. it wasn't this. It, it was nothing like that. We had to use our eyes, our ears, our hands, and our feet to find people. You know, it's, I feel like it's such a dinosaur right now, but it's true. Our kids don't have that social interaction that's stepping outside their door, walking down the street, knocking on a door and say, can you play? Luckily, right now, my sons have two playmates right now that do that. They go to each other's house. They knock. And Ken Jackson all come out and play. I'm like, yes, they can. You know, it, it's it's just such a weird thing that's happening right now in our country. I agree, Heather. That's we used to shut down the streets. At, you know, play kick the can. They'd come out. You have to find us at 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know, uh -huh. if you know me, you know that my standard line is, "Do you want me to be honest or gentle?" And so, <laughs> I, the thing is, I don't do gentle. And that's what I liked so much about Sean, because I got right in his face and I started asking him some questions and he turned right around and got right in my face. And I, and I like that because, because that tells me that he actually knows something. And so 
when we hear when we hear people talk about how you should do this, you should do that, no one ever provides us with the tools, right? And and one of the tools that I that Sean threw back at me, and I'm going to let him explain it to you, is he says, well, how many trees can you name? How many insects can you name? And, and I says, well, let me just revert back to my Boy Scouts here, because I probably can name quite a few and plants, etc. But it was a great, I thought, it was a really good tool that you could use with, with I, I think it's not just p children you need to see outside, you need to see the people outside as well, uh, the adults, et cetera. But I think it's a, a great tool that you might be able to explain to us about how could we use that to make it a goal to go outside and learn those things. How do we go about doing that? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be launching uh, my online course. It's called the Nature Mind Method and it comes up with four things. Um, I, uh, the M stands for mindful movement. What is your mindset as you go into the woods or natural space? And how do you move silently so you see, uh, you see more wildlife, basically? So I teach you kind of a meditative way to walk through the woods. The I stands for interest inventory. What is your child interested about outside? There is something outdoors that your son or daughter can find to be interested in. Right now we are planting native plants and we're having butterflies and moths and certain beetles that I've never seen because we've created a space for them to come and live and to exist. And now we get to benefit. Of course, we have bird feeders, which is something that is very cheap to allow these animals come and to look out your front door, right? So just to relieve some stress for 20 minutes, look at the bird feeder. So uh, the, interest in, uh, the interest inventory, um, N is for nature notebook. I have a, a specific notebook that allows you to study the outdoors as a naturalist. I'm a naturalist, so I study things and I write them down when I saw them. What was the temperature? What was the day and the date? And uh, I'm waiting for that particular, let's say, uh, Baltimore Oriole to come to my feeder. Second year, we got them coming. And now they're nesting right outside our window, above my window up here where I sleep. And I get to hear these wonderful birds call out, but I created a space and then I journal and I'm like, oh, this is amazing, you know? So I'm keeping a track record of my progress as, as a naturalist. And then the D stands for daily discovery. What are your routines as a family or an individual? How many hours a week are you getting outside? So I come up with some prompts for daily discovery like say, can you name 10 trees in your neighborhood? Uh, well, I might not be able to. Now let's go take a walk, take your nature notebook and journal your street and put this tree, this tree, this tree, and then take a field guide. You remember these things, these field guides? So here's the interesting thing that I used to tell my kids when I was uh, teaching high school, I taught wilderness survival high school for uh, 10 years. And uh, oh, Mr. G, I can't read. Really? Well, I'm dyslexic. I can't read. So what happened when my mom saw that I was a nature connected kid? She's like, okay, Sean, I'll help you try to raise this orphaned bird, but we need to go to the library to read about how to save this animal. So I was learning how to read um, first, second grade. I couldn't, it was just the letters are flipped around. It was, it was a mess, but have you ever given a field guide to a, uh, you know, a seven or eight year old kid. This is pretty hardcore stuff, but I love nature so much that I, these were my best friends when I was growing up. These nature guides, you know, wild edible plants, venomous animals, 
and poisonous plants. What's going to kill you? What can you feed? What can feed you, right? And what can heal you? These are the things that I grew up with because my mom was my mentor. So uh, the Nature Mind method um, helps you become that mentor for your child. So that's what I'm going to be launching in the next three months. And so just for the people that are listening here, can you read the titles of those books one more time? Yes, oh, please. yeah. Uh, I, would, I would start off with this first one. It's called Venomous Animals and Poisonous Plants. So teach your kids, this is what we call hazards. What do you need to be aware of on your nature walks? What, what can you, what you, do you need to stay away from that little red berry that's, um, you know, called deadly nightshade? I don't want you to get toxic on that one. So I'm going to teach you what's going to hurt you. What are the insects, the plants, and the animals that can hurt you? This is something that a family should have if they want to become nature connected. They should have this book, right? And then if you're going to take it another level, um, another level, um, how can I feed myself with nature? How can I forage? What are these plants and animals that we've long forgotten to put on our table? They're in this book. There's hundreds and hundreds of, of, of these wild plants that um, like my very first survival certification, I had to know 100 edible plants and 100 trees with Tom Brown Jr. That's who I trained with. And he's like, you gotta know this. And then if you, if you wanna be a healer in, in you know, making a poultice or a tincture or something that I can actually heal myself with and study. There are people that can take you a lot farther than I can with this, but at least I have a working knowledge of how to be a healer with plants. And this was the oldest of the old school, Jim. Um, this, this was something that, you know, 2000, 3000 years ago, a lot of people knew about and after the industrialization came in and we put our kids in boxes and we started teaching them this is what you need to know to fit in in our culture and to make a living all this stuff was just wiped off the slate of consideration and it's just kind of another one of my my uh you know my pet peeves with our our uh, you know our school system but it gives me charge to help our our future generations connect with nature have a working knowledge of a nature. Don't be afraid of it. Connect with it. And then most importantly, to love it and, and to protect it. Because if our- that, that book was called Medicinal Plants, by the way. You, yeah, you yeah. So, so, you know, what you just said was, was goes back to, if you look at progression of mankind from, from way, way, way back to caveman, what happened was, is we used to sit around a campfire and we used to tell stories and we used to pass down that information and that information would get passed to the elders and the elders would pass it on. And that happened forever until we came out with the printing press, right? And then when the printing press came out, we started getting our information that way. And now we get our information, you know, we walk over here and we, we pick up this and we get our information from here and we get our information from the computer. And, and often, you know, that's why it gets lost because there's really, it's not getting passed down. And one of the things I tell people with regards to money is that, you know, did you know that the average person inherits a large sum of money? Not only will they be broke within two years, they'll end up filing bankruptcy. And this goes for people that, that win the lottery, et cetera. And, and because what happens is we dump upon ill-prepared heirs. So we never take the time to actually make them understand how we got there. So I think it's just absolutely incredible that you're taking the time to teach people about this stuff. Because I think when you started asking me those questions, I think, well, 
damn him. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew a lot of that stuff when I was in the Boy Scouts. So I really would have to go back into those old brain cells and say, okay, let's start pulling that out. And, and I was raised in the Pacific Northwest. So if you drop me in the woods, I could survive there eating, but I'm not sure I could do it in California. I, I, I don't know if I could do that. And I think it's a great idea to do that. Dave, I know you were going to say something there and I, I think you got cut off. Yes. So I, I was interested to find out, like, where can we buy this online course? Because I know that my boy who is in fifth grade, I mean, he did does. He spends so much time, I like screen time and here and there. We're active and we're always outside playing sports, you know, football, basketball, all of the, 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 those things. But, you know, doing things where you're using your mind and, you know, being active super duper important so like where would i find this and is it for like every age or is it aimed at like the certain age is um i have i have like um timed like say a, a k4 way of looking at something a middle school way of looking at something and a high school way of looking at something so when you take okay. you take someone out that's had high school biology and you want to take the deeper dive you can ask deeper questions, but it's primarily really focused on a K through six model where I want you out there with your child in that environment, sharing stuff. You don't have to know all the answers, right? When you go out, but you just have to be there together, right? So right now um, my website isn't up, but you can go to Mr. G nature guide on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I'm, I'm starting to engage with folks right now. So, uh, you know, Mr. G nature guide nature or guide. Yeah. Um, I do take direct, um, emails, uh, at S M G R O S E 13 at gmail.com. Um, I, I have a, a, a nature challenge coming up, uh, in March and, uh, it's talking about, I just sent this, uh, <laughs> This nature time tracker, I don't know if you guys can see it, to my, uh, to my publicist today. And basically, if the minimal health requirement for you to receive some form of nature benefit is two hours a week. So my challenge is now of stretching you out to five hours, 10, 15, and 20 hours a week. And it's kind of a bullseye. So if you want to do the first circle, that's five hours a week and you get to color in every hour you have. If you think that you can get in 50, uh, yeah, 50, uh, 52 hours a week, then do that. If you can get 78 hours a weekend, that's a big stretch, but I know some people are doing it. Then the creme de la creme, 104 hours a week outside. And that actually touches on a prescribed limit because a lot of the forest schools are saying that our kids need to be outside four to seven hours a day between three and seven years of age to be healthy, wealthy, and wise children as they move through uh, life. So I know that that's, that's a huge thing. Not everybody can go uh, to a forest school, but I want you to challenge yourself to get yourself out for 26 hours a week. That's the first circle in my bullseye. Can you take yourself out for 26 hours a week? And then you do the assessment. What what is what does my son or daughter have? You know, there's ballet, there's hockey, there's this, there's that. 
but I'm always pulling over on the way home from the rink because I'm a hockey coach and I pull over. I know where that park is and I get out there for an hour right after hockey practice. And sometimes I'll just bring a, a sandwich and we are out there hiking around. We just eat. So it's, um, it's one of those things where uh, it's a challenge, but I think any, anybody that really wants to become nature connected, you have to spend more time out there. You have to decrease the screen time. You have to increase your green time. And um, being with a group of like-minded folks, which I have on uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. G Nature Guide Facebook uh, page, is, um, is starting to take shape and form. That's that fabulous, yeah. Well, we're re we've really run out of time here and, and we like to try to keep this at 20 minutes, but I, I'd like to keep this conversation going and, 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 and further it by having you back in the real near future, like maybe even next week. So <laughs> it, I'm sure there are other questions, but we'll bring those up on the next one. So we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful. Myself, James Johnson, Heather Andrews, the butterfly lady and coach Dave. And we had our special guest, guest Sean Gross. And we wanna thank you. And we want you to remember to, to plan like you're going to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever because you know you just might keep smiling and we can't wait to see you again next week make it a great day bye now thank you for listening to healthy wealthy and grateful be sure to join our facebook group remember live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever you just might and don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.